Well, everybody, welcome to Podcast 32. Let's Whoa. go. 32. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work in my office today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. Why do why do people always celebrate like round numbers? Like, oh, it's podcast fifty, it's podcast twenty. Why don't we celebrate podcast thirty-two or forty-four? <laughs> we're gonna we're celebrating podcast thirty-two right now, everybody. We're back, and uh, if you haven't noticed, right now we got some guests in the house today. Uh, we have Preston Crumb. Say hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. And then we got the one and only Todd Verville along with us. Say hi, Todd. And uh, so, man, these guys are uh, not not brand new to the podcast. If you've been listening for any amount of time, you know uh, that these guys have been on before. You know them. They're, they're great men of God, got some great wisdom. Uh, hopefully we'll get some great laughs today, and it, it'll be good. We're going to have a great time. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Pastor Luke is on vacation this week, Ooh. and uh, so I figured he was gone, and uh, so I'll bring in two guys, because two's better than one, and so we'll bring, bring a couple of guys in, and we're excited today. And I thought we, we'd kick things off, Preston, with, with the topic that is, is at the forefront of yours and my mind right now, mm-hmm. because it's Thursday when we recorded this, and we're, we'll release it today, and last night, you and I agreed to do something horrible. <clears throat> we did agree to do something horrible. And uh, if we, we're uh, <clears throat> at our, our youth ministry here. We're ramping up. We got a huge Christmas party coming up in a little less than three weeks now. And we gave the students a number. And if they hit that number, um, then me and Preston and one of our other volunteers, Jason Allman, all agreed to do the one chip challenge, Ooh. which is uh, it's all over like YouTube right now. Mm-hmm. The, the new one, Apparently, I didn't know they released a new one every year. Wow. But um, apparently this new one, the 2022 One Chip Challenge, is a big deal. I've seen tons of uh, YouTubers and people on Instagram doing it, and it just released like two months ago. Okay. So it's kind of it's all over the place right now, and we, we agreed to do it if they can hit 55 students on us. So I think they're going to. I thought it was 60. <clears throat> we said 55. I asked them which mm, one should we do, 55 well. or 60. <clears throat> got to celebrate those uh, round numbers. Like I said, got to be 60. But. Um, well, f- f- no, you just made the argument that we need to celebrate the not round numbers. <laughs> Dang it, you're right. So we're going to celebrate 55. So we've done some, we've eaten some pretty hot stuff before. Uh-huh, we have. And uh, Todd, I wanted to ask you, have you ever eaten anything really, really spicy before? Yeah, I've eaten some pretty spicy things. You know. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like what? Yeah, there's this uh, one men connect group I remember a long time ago. <coughs> this is terrible. I knew you were going to bring that up. <laughs> the same thing. Yeah, where, uh, you know, we had chili and they decided to put Chili's Mad good. Dog sauce. What is Mad Dog Sauce for those listening who don't know? It is a very, very spicy sauce. If I remember correctly, it's 4,000 scovies. 4 million. 4 million. My bad. Sorry. It was that hot that I could not remember how hot it was. It was, it was, it was terrible. Yeah. I didn't have the worst experience. There were other people who ate almost the entire pot of chili. Yes. 
That was you, Pastor. <laughs> yeah, I was one of them, and yeah. my stomach hurt for like two days after that. Yeah, I heard some people, you know, accidentally touched their eyes, touched, you know, yes. sensitive areas. <laughs> it's, it's not a good day. Yeah, day. Jason Ullman, who is going to do this One Chip Challenge with us if we hit 55 students, he was like adding the sauce to the pot of chili. And just for reference for everybody, if you have no idea, if you've never looked at the Scoville unit scale, uh, a Carolina Reaper or a Scorpion Pepper, both of those are like considered the two hottest peppers in the world. They measure about 2 million Scoville units mm-hmm. and Mad Dog Hot Sauce is 4 million. So just just for reference. Mm-hmm. And so he was putting stuff some in the chili and then he dropped the spoon yeah. into the pot and it splashed up and hit him in the eyes. And he was literally like out of commission, just in pain for yeah. the rest of the day. He was just in a recliner <laughs> in the corner with his ice on his eyes, just screaming. Yeah, oh man, yeah so scary. hopefully we don't have that experience again. Yeah. So Yeah, the worst thing about that, I think, is we couldn't eat the chili anymore. Yeah, because well, it tasted so bad. It was good chili, but the second Jason started adding the sauce to the actual chili instead of, you know your own bowl like right. you should it just ruined the whole experience yeah it was bad it was bad i don't know what it was what the craze was but for some reason during covid me and pastor luke and pastor evan were watching all kinds of videos on youtube of people eating hot stuff just and feel we feel something and we <laughs> we just got into this idea of eating hot stuff, and so we bought we bought Mad Dog hot sauce. Mm-hmm. We bought uh, Pastor Luke bought this box. It was like a box of peppers, mm-hmm. and somebody just for, like it's like a subscription. Like you send in some money, and they send you a a, a box of really hot peppers. Wow! And uh, yeah, and. Let's, we got uh, Pastor Steve, one of the pastors here. He uh, he grows hot peppers. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember Preston, but he gave us yes, a I container remember. of some homemade habanero flakes. I remember, I remember this. And they were very hot. Yeah. So <clears throat> hopefully, hopefully this one chip challenge won't be won't be that bad. I've heard the worst thing that you can do. I watched a video about this. There was a guy who he he did the one chip challenge and he also he had a full gallon of milk with him mm-hmm. and he started drinking the milk to try to cool his stomach down and he drank so much milk there was like an inch of milk left at the bottom of the gallon like mm. in like 10 minutes he drank that much milk Dang. and then he threw it all up cuz yeah. it's really bad for you to yeah, consume no, that's, that's a lot of milk. Much milk. <laughs> a lot of milk so i think the worst wow. thing that we could do is Drink an mm-hmm. entire gallon of milk yeah. right after. Do we each get our own individual gallons? Or <laughs> I w- we'll, we'll have to see how this works. Yeah. Um, Leanna is going to supposedly bring us some relief afterwards. Hopefully not the community gallon. Just... No, <laughs> community we don't want milk. that. Yeah. We don't want that. It's a bad day if you're using community milk. <laughs> 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 that is terrible. <clears throat> yeah. That's terrible. Uh, okay, so that's, that's kind of a, that's a little bit of an update what's happening uh, coming up around here. In the office and uh, on Wednesday night, what's happening? Real quick, before we get into our our topic today, I would love to hear from from Preston and from Todd. Give a, it's been a little while since you guys have been on the podcast. It's been a, definitely a while since you guys have been on together. I think you guys were on here together last time that you were on. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. And uh, I was on vacation, and so you guys replaced me. So uh, what, what, what's been happening? Give our, give our audience an update. The audience. <laughs> love it. Love it. Todd, what's up with you? You can go first. Oh, I would love to go first. Uh, you know. Oh, thank you. Uh, you know, it's just same old, same old, just doing <laughs> homework, uh, doing school, uh, working, you know, just just trying to remain consistent. You know? Yeah. Where, where are you going to school at? Uh, Oral Roberts University. Oral Roberts. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I'm not a commuter. <laughs> For those who are wondering, I, I don't drive. Yeah. Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm daily from Michigan. I was, yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not about that life. But, you know, it's, it's good to do online. It's a little bit different than what I'm used to, but it's still an amazing experience. I'm still learning a lot, growing a lot, so it's awesome. That's good. That's good. All right, Preston, what about you? What's happening? Yeah, things are going good. I'm doing college, too. I go to Liberty. I also do not commute. I do the whole online thing. It's like... So much cheaper. So much cheaper. Oh yeah, it's like at least twenty grand a year cheaper, and I can't even think of twenty grand. But <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's school's going good. I'm in my, um, I'm in my second year, but I'll graduate next year. Awesome. Um, nice. Cruising through it. Um, everything's going well. Writing some papers, learning some great stuff. Yeah, it's going great. It's awesome. And Preston, recently with you, uh, there's a big announcement made here a few weeks ago at at Cornerstone. Yeah. Um, where you and uh, the one and only Jason Allman, who is, uh, we've been talking about how he's suffered from spicy food um, <laughs> before. Uh, you guys are going to be coming on as paid interns starting yeah. in January. Um, yeah. And so that's going to be really awesome. Have you guys here just learning more about ministry, helping out, mm-hmm. getting involved in uh, relaunching the IMA, uh, which is going to be super fun. So. <clears throat> Where I'm super excited and super honored to be getting to, to work alongside you guys and, and having you guys be a part of what's happening. Yeah. Um, all right, let's. Uh, we're gonna switch gears here for a second, mm-hmm. as uh, Pastor Luke likes to say. We're gonna get into our topic, and what we wanted to do today. There's been a a question, I guess, that's been floating around. It's kind of something that's been in the air here, especially in our youth ministry for our youth listeners, and hopefully this will help our young adults as well. But we've been hearing this a lot, and so I thought it would be a great idea to have a, a podcast about it, is how do you tell the difference? What, what, or what is the difference between an encounter with God and an emotional experience? What, how, how, as a student, as a person, as somebody trying to pursue God and figure out who God is and have a relationship with God, what's the difference between a, an emotional experience and a... A, uh, an encounter with God. And I was, I was doing a little bit of research for this, and I don't know if you guys ever seen this. I think it was a TED Talk. Um, uh, it was a, a number of years ago. This guy did this whole talk, and the talk was about nothing. Um, yes, I've seen this. But he had, like, music in the background, and he was talking as if he was giving this incredibly motivational speech. And it really, at the end, there was nothing that he... There's no point... <clears throat> he just talked and said nonsense for however I don't know how long the talk was I can't remember but yeah. and so but <clears throat> you watched it and you're like oh yes like you're like I am invo- emotionally invested mm-hmm. into listening to this guy talk about absolutely nothing and so what is what is the difference between maybe hearing an an emotional sermon or responding in a worship set how can I tell the difference between oh this is just playing on my emotions or this is actually me encountering God. And so I wanted to, to hear from you guys. I obviously have some thoughts, but I wanted to, to hear from y'all. Yeah, I think that um, 
obviously with uh, an encounter from God, has to go beyond the, your emotions, right? If it's just an emotional experience, you can write that off, you know. Uh, I was talking to my sisters about this a couple weeks ago, and, you know, they were saying that, you know, you can use music to create an emotional response. You know, some yeah. people's entire demeanor, their mood, their attitude, everything about them can change simply based upon the music they play. If they play sad music, their emotions kind of turn towards being sad. Yeah. If they play more upbeat, joyful music, they can kind of, you know, have a better day or you can be more joyful because of that music. And the same thing with, you know, speaking. And you can, a person can speak in such a way, like you said, where it can create this emotional response. Oh, my gosh, I must have felt something when in reality it was just some person, the speaker, worded something just right to where it created an emotional response. But when you have an encounter with God, it goes. It has to go far beyond mm-hmm. the emotions to where, you know, you, you, you could be, you know, days, weeks, months after that encounter and you know for a fact that you've had an encounter with God that no emo- that you can see that your emotions are not what, not what created that moment. Yeah. You truly mm-hmm. had an encounter with God, you know, it has to go beyond the, that emotional experience to where you know that you know that you know that on this day, at this time, I have an encounter with God. Yeah, that's really good. I love that. Mm-hmm. Preston, what about yeah, it? I love what you said. Um, because I feel oftentimes it's very emotionally driven and music can also often do that. Um, but I love that when it's an encounter with God, it's not something that we can describe a feeling for. It's not something that, you know, we can create on our own. Yeah. Whereas emotional experiences we can. And I'm reminded of a video. It's like on YouTube I saw. It's like it's like movie scenes but without music. And it's these like big, powerful movie scenes. Yeah, yeah. And there's just no music. And it's just awkward. And it's just weird. <laughs> and yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like the Lord of the Rings charge thing. It's a Star Wars thing. And there's all these things. And it's just boring. And there's nothing. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, because of that music and that creates some different kind of emotions for people. Yeah. Oftentimes, um, you know, we just think of something is from God because it feels good. Yeah. And I say it a lot. I've said it a lot recently. Just because something feels good doesn't mean it's God. Yeah. Come on. That's good. But, um, you know, if it's truly a moment from God, you can't put that into words. You can't make that on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I think it's good for us to to make an acknowledgement here before we go any further that emotions aren't necessarily bad. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that emotions can be good. That I mean, God gave us emotions for a reason, mm-hmm. um, and that you can have an encounter with God that leads to an emotional experience. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I love what our pastor, Pastor Tim, says, that emotions are great followers. Mm-hmm. They are terrible leaders. And so <clears throat> we, I think when we talk about the difference between an encounter with God and an emotional experience, it's just good to, to, I don't know, to put that out there and say, hey, you can have an encounter with God that is an emotional experience oh, yeah. as long as the emotions come after the encounter with God or come because of mm-hmm. the encounter with God, not I had an encounter with God because exactly. I was crying or because yeah. I had an emotional mm-hmm. experience. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this, that, you know, I've, I've heard people give this testimony that, man, the, the worship service was so good or that altar call or that, that pastor's, I, w- I was just crying. And I've thought, well, people cry because of a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. I've seen people watch a Hallmark movie and cry. <laughs> I cry to movies all the time. Yeah, like and like that movie didn't change my life. That movie wasn't an encounter with God. <laughs> but, I, you yeah. know, like, and so, like, that's not a good 
uh, like measurement mm-hmm. of was this an encounter with God? Um, I like what Todd said that an encounter with God sticks way past the emotions fade when the emotions fade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's really good. That uh, an encounter with God will last far beyond the emotions. And I was thinking about this too. That emotions, uh, just just an emotional experience, probably won't change your life, right? Kind mm-hmm. of along w- with what Todd said. I was reading in Ezekiel today, and Ezekiel, God gave Ezekiel this prophecy, and He said, "You speak this prophecy, and you you speak to this rebellious people. You be the good shepherd, and it's up to them to repent and change their life." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's like we can have an God can speak to some God can speak through a worship set. God can mm-hmm. speak through a message. God can speak through his word. Like all the God will speak, but if we if all it was was an emotional encounter, an emotional experience, then my life's probably not going to change. I'm not going to change anything. I'll just walk away. Oh, that was so great and mm-hmm. next week my life's the same. Mm-hmm. But if I really had an encounter with God, something's going to shift. Something's gonna change, just like Ezekiel shared with would share with the people, and God said it's up to them to respond, mm-hmm. and I, and I think that's that's important for us to to think about as well. Definitely is because I, I can think back in my life, and there's been moments that have shaped me where I felt high levels of emotion and everything, but there was still no change. It's like oh, that was a that was a feeling that I had now, but that doesn't shape who I am today. Yeah. Whereas when I've had encounters with God and I've had these moments. With God, those put me on a different path. Those changed something in me yeah. far more than any big emotion that I've ever felt. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Do you guys have any examples or stories of a time where you either you, you responded emotionally um, or you had an encounter with God and you're like, I knew this, this, this had to have been God or any stories of, of either of kind of these two sides of the same coin? I yeah. Mean, I, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll I got, go first. If you so, so I got one, but if you want to go first, go for it. Okay, this was a number of years ago. I was in high school. It was at a switch weekend, which was this awesome, awesome, powerful weekend. The pastor preached, um, and he gave a fire message. I think I was actually a young adult. I'm not even sure if I was in high school. I might have been a young adult, just graduated high school, something like that. I mean, this pastor's message was absolute fire, and he gave this altar call at the end, and I in that moment was like, I don't want to respond. Because, you know, he gives this altar call, the music is playing, everybody's going up and responding, and and he, he wanted you to come up and, let, like, say something, like, make this declaration over your life in the microphone. And I sat back and I watched all these people, and I was like, God, I don't want to, like, I don't like this message a lot. <laughs> it was talking about breaking. Mm-hmm. You got you to be broken. I remember that message. And I was like, God, I don't want to be broken. And I sat in my seat and argued with God that entire altar call. And I walked away then more encountered with God. I never went up to the microphone. Never actually like walked out of my seat and responded. But I walked away really feeling like God spoke to me in that altar call. And I think it was a little bit because I chose not to just respond out of emotion and walk up there like everybody else. Not saying that if you did that, that was bad or wrong. I just felt like for me personally, I was wrestling with that idea of being broken in my spirit. I was like, God, I don't want to be broken. That sounds terrible. I would rather have my life be whole. Mm -hmm. And 
Um, and then God started to deal with me. And you know what? I never left my seat. I never uh, broke, busted into tears. Uh, but I just kind of stood there and watched everybody else go up. But God moved in my life mm-hmm. d- despite despite that. I think I just go so that God can move wherever. Yeah. You know, you don't have an encounter with God. You don't have to get on your knees and lift your hands and do all these things. God will move when he wants to. Yeah. Come on. And you can't force him to do anything. That's good. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know for me, there's been a lot of encounters when God spoke to me or God's given me something, you know, and I called to the ministry when I, uh, when he delivered me from anxiety, that was all awesome. But even something last year, uh, more recent, after I finished the IMA, I was like, all right, what am, what am I supposed to do? I'm going to go to college. And so I enrolled at Liberty and I was going to study, um, like, I was going to study American history and be a history teacher. And I'm like, all right, that's, that's kind of a practical job. You know, yeah. you can, you can make money, you can do things. And then I can still serve at churches and do stuff like that and still do that. And I'm like, all right. And so I enrolled. I got, I, got, I got my class, and it's all good. And then the week before classes started, I was getting, like, really nervous. And I'm like, what's going on? And I was feeling very uncomfortable with everything. I wanted to avoid, you know, even talking about it. And I'm like, God, what is wrong with me? Like, what's going on? Yeah. And he spoke to me. He's like, this isn't what you're supposed to be doing. Mm, wow. And I was like, I was like I'm called out. And so, and I was still like, I don't know, Lord, it's, it doesn't make practical sense. It doesn't, it doesn't really, it's not a big money-making job to go into ministry. And then the day before enrollment, I'm like, you know what? Following God sometimes doesn't have to make sense. Yeah. Come and on. So the day before, I'm like, all right, it's going to be, it's a day before classes start. I got to call and try to switch my degree program. It's going to be a nightmare. And I called one ring, guy picks up, hello. I'm like. <laughs> Thanks, Lord. And so I switched my degree program um, back to ministry, going into ministry. And that was just something that reminded me, sometimes following God doesn't have to make sense. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, you don't go into ministry or listen to God sometimes for um, what the world says yeah. is normal or for what the world says makes sense. It's good. You know, get that eternal glory over any of the earthly glory, stuff like that. Yeah, it's but, good. I like it. Yeah. Okay, Todd, what do you got? Yeah, uh, I think for me, um, one that sticks out to me, uh, last year we went to L.A. and we are at the Freedom Experience, and whatever your opinion on that experience, I'll leave that with you. Um, but, you know, that that whole week, I don't know, there's just something, uh, it's just, I don't know, some, dealing with some emotional things, dealing with some baggage, and, you know, kind of, I don't know, I was dealing with it all that week, it was kind of interfering with, you know, I really wanted to be there, on that mission trip to bless people, but I was wrestling and struggling with some things, and it, I don't know, it was just it was a weird experience. Um, and that when we got to the freedom experience, and you know, I was still wrestling with these things, these um, emotional, spiritual things, and you know, we got down to the floor, we got to you know our seats and everything like that. And I don't know, I just as the entire night was going on, I just kept wrestling and wrestling. And as I, it's really weird. Um, you know, I went to the bathroom. I know it's not very, um, not very glorious or glamorous. I apologize. But, you know, I just as I was just kind of sitting there, you know, just kind of needing to get away from everything, uh, I just felt the Lord, you know, meet me where I was at. You mm. know, it was just kind of that moment where the Lord said, I see you even where you think you're hiding from me. You know, I still mm. see Come you on. in the hidden places where you thought you could be away from everyone. I was always here. I was here for you. I was here mm-hmm. with you. And it was just an amazing I don't know, just experience, and the weird thing is happening in the porta potty. It's just, you know, it's weird to tell the story, but, 
it just go, it goes to show what we talked about earlier that God can meet you wherever you are. You can have an mm-hmm. encounter with God on the stage, in your yeah. pew, in the bathroom, in any place. Yeah. God is not afraid to meet you where you're at. And the reality is he always wants to have an encounter with you. Sometimes we just get distracted by life that we can't have the encounter because we're not focused on him. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to, to touch on, we got just a few minutes left, but I wanted to touch on something and maybe hear your guys' opinion on this or what you, maybe your personal experience, whatever you, you got to share about this. But let's talk about the idea of what, what is an encounter with God. Um, because I, in my opinion and my experience, and again, this is kind of based on my experience and my opinion, um, but I think that an, an encounter with God is any time that God like speaks to you or meets mm-hmm. with you. And that doesn't have to be in a church service. It doesn't have to be, in a, it can be absolutely. Mm-hmm. Our God has spoke to me through messages, through church services, through worship sets, uh, through like one-on-one mentoring or counseling times. Uh, but also there's been times where I'm just living my life. I'm driving my truck or I'm, I'm at a store and I like go to do something and I feel like the Holy Spirit just, I feel this like check. And it's not like yeah. God is speaking to me, you know, Aaron, don't do that. Or mm-hmm. Aaron, do this, go this way. But I just feel like, I'm like, oh man, I, I should have done that. Mm-hmm. I should have done this differently. You know, I'm going to go do this right now. And if you ask me, like that's an encounter, that's an encounter with God. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, um, that that's, <clears throat> just, it wasn't a, like this magical moment. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but it was it was an encounter with God, and I think about some of the people in the Bible who had an encounter like that, who their their lives were forever changed because of one small encounter with God. You know, mm-hmm. that wasn't maybe wasn't something so miraculous or amazing. We've been talking about this at Ignite, the people like Nicodemus who snuck up in the dark at night mm-hmm. to talk with Jesus, and his life was changed because of that encounter. Um, and I think that's so. If I could give a definition of what encountering God looks like, it's any time that God speaks to you or meets with you. Um, and there's obviously a million branches of that, mm-hmm. but I wanted to to maybe hear what you guys thought or had to say on that. You know, I think you kind of got it there. Anytime God speaks to you, that's a powerful thing. Yeah, that's that's a huge thing. Um, I think it's it's difficult to kind of. Because we can't put God in a box. Right, exactly. You know, and God moves how he wants to, when he wants to. Yep. Whether that be a feeling of overwhelming peace or telling you the next step in life or something or even just, even just um, like a powerful worship moment and he's there. You know, some of my, so often when God speaks to me, it's when I'm driving home in my car, like late at night. Yeah. And it's just God moves when he wants, how he wants to. Um and so to put an encounter with God, to give it a definition, I don't know if I can. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's something you can really put a definition on mm-hmm. or describe this is, this is how God encounters you. Like, yeah, because it's not the same for everybody. No, and he's God. He can literally do and meet with you, encounter you however he knows mm-hmm. you're going to respond. Yeah, there's, no there's Exactly, and, and he's God and I'm not, so I'm not going to try to put him in a box. Well, yeah, and I mean just because – God's never spoken to me through a burning bush doesn't mean he hasn't spoken to me. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I've never seen a burning bush or heard a donkey talk, but <laughs> wild experience. <laughs> that, that you know, but it's crazy. Yeah. I was just thought that you made me think of this, Preston. There's a man in the Bible who 
never once in this book of the Bible, there's a whole book named after him and tells his story, is there a mention of God speaking or a miracle happening. Um, the, the God, God never intervened in some miraculous, but you can definitely, you can see the hand of God through the story. Absolutely. But if you read the book of Nehemiah, you'll never find the phrase that like, and God did a miracle mm-hmm. or like Nehemiah didn't perform a miracle. Um, there was, there was a few times, I think, where it says God, God revealed their plans to me mm-hmm. when he's dealing with uh, Tobiah and Sambalat and the Ammonites. But God didn't, like, step in and give him some giant prophetic word or perform this miracle. He didn't show up in a burning bush or split the Red Sea or mm-hmm. anything like that. Uh, but he still had an encounter with God, and he's one of the... I mean, there, there's a book in the Bible named after him. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that kind of proves your point, Preston, that... Yeah. You know, people can, and God encounters us in so many, many different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even if we never hear God speak or we never feel a quote-unquote touch from God ever again, it's still worth following him because he's God. Yeah, exactly. come on, yeah. that's good. That's good. Todd, we got something? Oh, no, I was just thinking about the, you know, a conversation I had where, you know, thinking about people who grew up in the church and they, they seemingly fall away. They seem like they're having a, have an amazing faith with God. And all of a sudden, when they go off to college, it's like, what happened? And yeah. you wonder, you know, you know, did they ever have an encounter with God? And, you know, you hear about this person who, you know, they grew up in the church. They kind of fell off in college. And they came back to the faith around, you know, 30 years old. And it, it, the way they describe it is as if they've had an encounter with God for the first time. Yeah. And I was thinking about it, like, man, this th- that has to be the, the, the defining feature of someone's faith is that they truly have an encounter with God, that their faith can't be just a copy-paste faith, that they can't just ride on the coattails of their parents' faith or their friends' faith. It, they have to truly have a faith for themselves, and it has to start with an encounter with God. Yeah, it's good. Normally, you know, obviously, that would be salvation, but it continues even after that where God can continue to encounter a person, and it's just amazing to hear the way that God moves in a person's life and how vital it is for a person to truly have an encounter with God so that their faith can grow from that and continue from that. That mm. if they if a person is missing that, you know, you have to wonder, you know, have, you, have they truly been saved or are they just riding the coattails of someone else's faith? Yeah, I like that. I was reading in my Bible this morning in Psalm 116, and we don't know who wrote Psalm 116, but they start off the psalm praising God for their salvation. And basically the entire psalm is them saying, God, I'll worship you because you saved me. And I love that because I love what you said, Todd, and and Preston, you kind of said this as well, that we... When you have an encounter with God where you truly decide, like today for me, for real, I, I give my life, I surrender my life to Jesus, that's enough of an encounter with God for me to spend the rest of my life worshiping him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? I, and I, I think, I think you, you said that, Preston, actually, and, and that's just, I think that's so awesome that it just takes one encounter. And then what you said, Todd, is that sometimes people can fake that. Like if you grew up in church your whole life and, and you just— it's kind of like you said that copy and paste faith. This is what I've seen people do, so this is what I decide to do, and it's never they've never had a real moment where okay, yeah, for me, my life, I'm going to surrender this over right now. 
There's a, a great story of, of a man of God that I, I, I follow, and I think um, he, he's pretty cool. And he, uh, he had that story. He had that testimony. He grew up in church, lived in church for, for his, his whole growing up till he was 18 and uh, stopped going to church. And then at 28 in a bar, somebody shared Jesus with him. And he was like, I never even heard this before. He's like, I, he's like, I grew up in church, but all I heard in church was how to live your life. Mm-hmm. I never heard of the salvation message of Jesus that eternity was riding on this, yeah. you know? <clears throat> and he's like, all I heard was this is how you're supposed to live. And I never really heard the power of the gospel. And so then 10 years later, after he hadn't been in church for so long, at 28 years old, he surrenders his life to God. And I think that it was that encounter with the power of the gospel that changed his life. And so I think ultimately everything that we've said for the past 30 minutes can boil down to this one sentence. And I think we'll end with this, that an encounter with God will change your life. Absolutely. Not just give you goosebumps in a moment. Yeah. And and so if you're trying to figure out was this an encounter with God or is this just my emotions, was that moment something that could change your life or mark your eternity? Because if not, it was probably just your emotions. But if it was, latch a hold of that moment and praise God till the moment they put you in the ground, yeah. because that was Him encountering you. And I think that's so powerful. Come on, All right, guys, you guys got any last words as we wrap this up today? Praise the Lord. Amen. God is good. (laughs) Here we go. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. And uh, we love you guys. See you, audience. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today.